and welcome to this episode of Podcast Me Anything. Uh, you know what they say about the best laid plans, you know, you, you try and have an idea of what you're going to do for a podcast and sometimes things just come up and they get in the way. Uh, a couple of things have happened. One, my co-host and good buddy Tom Kelly is under the weather. So while we want to do a really comprehensive recap of PodFest, everything we learned, everything we gained from it, why you should be attending these live events. Uh, you know, he's sick. And so I'd rather wait and give you guys a really comprehensive look from the two of us about the joys of going to live events. But that being said, while we were down there, we did interview a ton of really, really cool people and podcasters. And so we want to start sharing some of that content with you. Uh, we'll do a bunch of mega episodes in which we'll include three to four of the interviews that we did at our booth at PodFest. And then because we interviewed so many really big name guests, we'll also interview some of those as just standalone episodes. So for this first one, I'm going to introduce you three different questions that we had while dealing with the PodFest booth. The first one, we were talking to Chris Lukey of PubCast, and he had a question about evaluating the health of your podcast. After that, we're going to go to June Han. He is of awesomeguest.com and also the Asian American podcasters uh, doing a couple of really cool things over there. And with him, we we talked about doing interviews and being on other shows and uh, the idea of people paying to be interviewees on various podcasts, the the good and the bad of that whole thing. Really interesting uh, conversation with June on that. And then to round it out, I'm going to present to you what had to be my favorite guest of the entire conference. Uh, I should say guess, although her dad wasn't my favorite part. I like him, but the truth is, you know, the, the highlight of that is the wonderful Izzy. Uh, she is launching, she is launching a podcast called reporting live podcast. And she is, if I'm not mistaken, just 10 years old, but she was definitely one of the highlights of PodFest for everybody there. Uh, she won a huge prize of equipment and cool stuff to get her venture underway. And so excited to bring you that little chat that we had with her. I mean, she was just, just amazing. So, so encouraged by what she's doing. So we're going to play these pretty much back to back to back. Um, I'm not going to jump in and, and do a lot of transitions and whatnot, but, uh, just an amazing time. If you've never been to a podcasting conference, of course, we'll go into why they're good to attend, but truthfully, if you've never been to PodFest, uh, this is a really special event. There are some other podcasting events that are out there, and they all have their strengths. They all do certain things that make them really, really special. You know, for example, the big one coming up, Podcast Movement, that is just a, a huge, huge event, tons and tons of people, tons of great information, tons of great resources, and it's really an industry event. So you're seeing not just what's going on from independent podcasters, but really what's going on with the professionals, with the media organizations, all the latest breaking technology. So it's certainly something that you want to think about if you are going to go to podcasting events. But PodFest is just a little bit different. It is as the organizer Chris Kremitzo says, it's more of a family affair. And obviously, Izzy being there is just a perfect example of that. But they do a fantastic job of bringing everyone together and creating this really intimate sense of community. And it's an intimate event, but they had a thousand people there this year. So you really get a chance to meet a lot of folks, but you get to have really deep 
quality conversations as well and create quality relationships. And hopefully these are relationships that will last you a long time in your podcasting journey. So I can't emphasize enough. If you haven't yet, uh, look to get your ticket for PodFest 2020 right now. In fact, if you buy a ticket, I'm pretty sure you can still get the videos from 2019's event. If you purchased your ticket for 2019, don't quote me on that. That might've expired by now. I apologize. But, uh, you know, if that deal is available, it's definitely worth it because there's some good content from 2019 you'll want to check out, but certainly you want to check out 2020 as well. Anyway, with that, here come back to back three fantastic interviews. Chris Lukey of Pubcast, June Han of AwesomeGuest.com and Asian American Podcasters, and everyone's favorite, Izzy of Reporting Live Podcast. So thanks for checking out this episode of Podcast Me Anything. I'll be back on the flip side to uh, wrap it all up. We're here at PodFest 2019. This is Podcast Me Anything. I'm Matthew Passy talking to Chris Lukey of Pubcast Worldwide. Chris, first off, tell us about your show and what you do. Yeah, so I'm the host of a global, essentially a beer podcast called Pubcast Worldwide. It's the show where what and where we're drinking is just as important as what we're talking about. Essentially, I travel around the world and I sit down with some of the globe's most interesting people uh, at the best bars and breweries on the planet for the sake of like candid conversations, exploring beer, culture, uh, you know, startup life around the globe, kind of anything that comes up over drink. It is a difficult life that you lead, but you have to make that sacrifice. And we all appreciate the, the hardship that you are incurring to do this job. Happy I mean. to do it, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> and you're currently wearing a shirt that says hustle, but it's crossed out and instead it says beer. I'd say that's pretty accurate. You know, I'm up, it, it is 8.30 the day after a big party, but I'm up early and I'm still getting at it. So I say this in a little bit of jest because I do believe working hard is very important, but I think, you know, beverage along the way is a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this might be a selfish question, but I live in New Jersey. What's uh, the best? Do you know of any of the craft brewery scene in New Jersey? Is their favorite? I do. Um, depends on what part of New Jersey you're in. Um, I know the New York scene a little better, but in Jersey City, which I know is just kind of a short sub subway right away from New York City, you've got Departed Souls okay. Brewing, which is actually home to my only New Jersey episode of Pubcast World <laughs> so far. But they uh, they specialize, I believe, in some like uh, gluten-removed or gluten-free beer, if I remember right, that don't let that stop you. It's still very, very good. So Departed Souls in Jersey City is my answer. Excellent. Excellent. All right, I'll have to get my way up there and uh, see if I can find some of their stuff. Do it. Nice. So you had a question. You submitted about three things to look at as far as the health of your podcast. So yeah. let me ask, let me turn this around on you. What are you looking at as far as when you're evaluating the health of your podcast? Yeah. So when, and when I think of health of my podcast right off the top of my head, you know, I think uh, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is all the things I'm doing wrong with my show <laughs> right now. It's like, boy, I wish I was more consistent. I wish my listenership was up. I l wish my website looked better. Like all these things that I, you know, I know I need to fix and admittedly i gradually get them done but it, it's it's uh the insecurities that come to mind first and foremost it's like what's unhealthy about my podcast right now so you know i'm really curious because you get to see a lot of different ones like you do this evaluation so you know I'm, i was really curious like what are the three biggest things you look for when you're looking at the health of a show because i know some of the things that concern me when i'm like is my podcast as healthy as it could be so i wanted to hear it from someone that's seeing a bit more of the landscape than just their individual show so the three things you know most of the time when i do an audit the few things that i are looking at right away is one how difficult is it for someone to 
find and subscribe to your show. Mm. So especially, you know, you have a show that you're interviewing successful and interesting people around the world. And so mm-hmm. I imagine, <clears throat> you know, some people probably don't know the word podcast necessarily, yeah. but yeah. they might Google the other person. Right. And so they Google that other person. They might land on your episode entry. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when somebody lands on that episode entry, can they easily listen to the show? Uh-huh. And if they enjoy it, can they easily subscribe to the show on the platform of their choosing? Okay. Or at least one of the, you know, the main three or four that are important to your sure. listenership. Um, so that's first and foremost, because the last thing you want to do is make it difficult for someone to find right. you and listen, or mm-hmm. even see a log blog entry, and then you get to the bottom, and it's like, oh, there was audio here? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's, it's a podcast. Yeah. But, you know, that's not always clear. Uh, number two is, are you displaying well in iTunes? Okay. You know, some people, they use clever words, or they jam things together, and they're not realizing that there's very little that's searchable within the iTunes store. Mm-hmm. It's title, artist, episode titles. That's yeah. it. Those are the three places you got to pay the most attention to. But you mm-hmm. can't change a show title all the time. Right. And these days, we all saw Apple's going to limit on what they want us to have in that title. Yep. Mm-hmm. Artist field, same thing. You've got to be, you know, who are you? That's what they want. That's it. Yeah. Whether it's the brand or whether it's your name. Mm-hmm. But your episode titles, mm. that is where you're going to be able to do the most amount of technically SEO for your show. Okay. So are you wasting characters with episode? Are you wasting characters with... Renaming your show in the title, mm-hmm. or are you giving me searchable, important terms that people are going to trip over your show? Yeah. So I you know, gotcha. maybe it's the name of your guest, and maybe in your case, it's the name of the brewery or the location that you're at, mm-hmm. because that might be an interesting way for someone to trip over you. Like, oh, I really like Departing Souls. Oh, someone recorded a podcast there. That's cool. Yeah. And now I'm going to trip over a guy. I clearly like beer since I'm looking up that, yeah. that brewery. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm going to listen to a podcast with a cool guy who's interviewing uh-huh. other cool people. Mm-hmm. Around beer. I feel a little that better. That's my needs. Yeah, I feel a little better because I do have the brewery in there and I do have the artist title. You know, the thing, when I think of titles of a show, the one thing that sticks out most is like a lot of people will say how to do X with X guests. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like they're, they're kind of presenting a solution to a challenge someone might be having. Like, you know, how to do real estate investing with, you know, insert real estate investing podcaster here. You know, how do you how do you feel about that approach? Because, I mean, I, I feel like that's very searchable in a lot of ways if someone's like real estate podcast. But correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, no, you're not wrong. I okay. mean, you're thinking about it exactly correctly. The thing okay. is, that's what everybody is doing. Yeah. And yeah. so, how are you going to break through that noise? Mm. And the truth is, like, I mean, I'm sure that you want people who are interested in advice and success stories and, you know, interesting people to trip over you and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But you also want everybody who's tripping over you to be interested in beer. Right. So right. focus on, you know, it's, focus it's on the differentiator. Right. It's going to be yeah. a lot easier to find a lot of beer drinkers who's like, oh, success stories. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has those. Right. right. So, <laughs> so focus on the piece that you know differentiates you. Okay. And I find like that. and find yeah. your audience. Okay. And then the third thing is always, you know, numbers are important. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily how many downloads are you getting, but are they moving upwards? Are they growing at a steady, you know, at a mm-hmm. pace that you're happy with? But more important than are you getting downloads? Because at the end of the day we don't know what that download means. Sure. I've got twelve episodes downloaded on my po- on my phone this week of the post reports. Right. Didn't get a chance to listen to any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. what is it? Mm-hmm. Are you getting engagement? Yes. When you put a call out there to your listeners, on social, in your email, mm-hmm. on the show itself, are people responding? Yeah. That's what I think is more important. Because mm-hmm. if no one's on the other end, then 
something's got to change. No, I, I hear you, and, and I'm going to flip this a little bit. I've thought of the same thing from a YouTube channel I run, too. I'm like, you know, yeah, I've got a decent amount of subscribers, but what I'm more excited about is the fact that people comment and yes. share yes. and get the information. Because, honestly, when you're commenting and sharing, other people are seeing that. And, like, that's what gets more eyeballs on it. That's what helps it grow. So I um, And you're I, responding. Which exactly. also, which yes. means the people mm-hmm. seeing that you're responding, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, mm-hmm. and the dude is here. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Because you, it's not, you're not building a broad, you're building a relationship. Exactly. And so you need to showcase that you are a relationship-based content creator. Mm-hmm. No, I love, love those recommendations. I'm trying to think, what was, what was my final thought around, uh, around that third piece? Oh, I know. I've got a, another little question for you on that third topic you brought up. You know, let's say someone's numbers have stagnated in a lot of ways. Like, they're not, you know, they're not shrinking. They're not growing. They're just kind of meh. They're at, the, at that level. What, is, what do, does one just kind of increase their engagement like you're suggesting? Or what, what would be your, your tips if, that's, you know, if that is something you notice is unhealthy about someone's podcast? Try something new. Try something not, new. Not okay. change your whole show. Sure. But add a little new feature somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Add a segment. Add, mm-hmm. a, you know, do maybe do a bonus episode here or there. Try something just to wake up the audience and see if they're really paying attention. Got it. Um, and look, they might hate it. Yeah. That's okay. You no, listen to them. And, and yeah. if you're humble about it, you say, hey, guys, we tried something new. You clearly didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate yep. the feedback. Thank you for sticking with me. I respect that greatly. We will not do that again because you have spoken and I listen. And so, again, mm-hmm. you're, you're sort of saying, I respect you and I respect your opinion. Um, but, yeah, try throwing something different in there. If cool. you've been doing it for a while and it's getting stale, it, it'll wake you up a little bit too. Sounds good. Love the three-bullet answer. So, in summary, <laughs> let's let's go back through them. So, we were just talking about searchability with iTunes. We were talking about... Um, what was what was the second point and the first point? We'll go backwards. Searchability with iTunes. Mm-hmm. The second one was, or was that the second one? No. Searchability in iTunes was the first one. Okay. The second one was, are you creating engagement? Not just downloads, yes. but are you actually having real engagement with people yep. outside of the podcast? Mm-hmm. And the third one was, oh, it is early this morning. <laughs> I cannot think too much. <laughs> it, was, it was like general yeah. website searchability, right? Like being able to find the show within your like website when they're searching for right, it. Right, so it's like it's good SEO. Right, I'm yes. sorry. The first one was the website SEO. <laughs> like are people going to find your content outside right. of the store because yep. look, we, we are all in growth mode. Mm-hmm. We all have to convince people who have never listened to a podcast to listen to a podcast. So are people who are not specifically in iTunes or in Google Podcasts going to mm-hmm. find you? Mm-hmm. And if they are, will they understand how to use a podcast? Right. Two is are you doing what you can in Apple to mm-hmm. increase your visibility? Number three, are you creating not downloads, but engagement? Yeah, love it. Good summary. Sorry I, th- sorry I threw that out there because it is early. The fact <laughs> that we did this before 9 a.m. was a bold, bold move. So remind us again, where's the website where they can find you if they enjoy success stories and they like a good brew? Yeah, if, if you like hearing, hearing tales uh, from some of the world's most interesting people over beverages, you can go to pubcastworldwide.com, and there you can link up to... Pubcast Worldwide on any platform of your choice because my podcast is at least that healthy. And uh, you can find us on social media too. Best spot would be Instagram, Pubcast Worldwide, all one word. And remember, that's pub, not pod. <laughs> Chris Lukey, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us here on Podcast Me Anything. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Matthew. Cheers. Here at PodFest 2019, we are speaking with June Han of AwesomeGuest.com, also one of the founding charter members of the Asian American Podcasters. Woohoo! June, thank you so much for joining us here Absolutely, on Podcast Absolutely, man. Anything. It's an honor. So you 
Before we got here, you submitted a question about doing interviews. So what is your big question as far as doing interviews? What's your, what are you curious about? You know, um, as we, as we talked to a lot of hosts, you know, they're always asking us for best practices and, and things like that. And I think, um, you know, I'm just curious from your perspective and what you see in the industry, what you feel are some of the definite no-nos. Um, you know, because hosts are coming a different um, professional experience on doing interviews like in real life and then now trying to do it for their podcasting and whatnot. So my, I'm going to say what my no-no is yeah. and then I'll sort of attack it from the positive sure, side sure. as to why, you know, what to do instead. The big no-no is don't come in scripting your answers. A lot right. of people like to give their questions out ahead of time or guests who demand to see the questions ahead of time right. so they can prepare their answers and then they come off scripted, then they come off, you know, sounding terrible and right. it's no fun. Um, now, I understand if maybe you're doing a live podcast where literally as you sit down and talk, that's what's that's going out there in real time. Right. And, you know, you want to be a little prepared. You want to have a sense of what you're talking about. But what makes podcasts so effective, the ones that do it really well, they are authentic. And sure. they sound like the best conversations sound like two people are sitting in the backseat of your car while you're driving down the road and they're having a conversation. Right. And you just have access to them. So I like to see a more authentic experience. Again, get a sense of what's going to be talked about. Let the host ask questions. More importantly, let them respond to your answers. Right. You know, right, if I okay. say something and I bring up a topic that maybe you weren't planning on or maybe it was a little off the cuff, like, go with it. Because that's how we communicate. Right. You know, you're not there to be a phony, be a fake. You're there to show people that you're real because that's going to make you more authentic. That's going to make them trust your business. So, you know, I would say be comfortable being a little uncomfortable. And look, worst case scenario, uh, if you have to, you know, you can always say, hey, I, I can't answer that question for compliance reasons and they'll delete it. Sure. Or, <laughs> sure, like, you know, at yeah. least, you know, maybe, maybe find out ahead of time whether or not the host does edit the podcast and what they'll do for you. Right. But go in there open-minded and smile and, and have some fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, do, who do you feel like maybe even on the host side, you feel like are some interviews that we can look at, like, they they seem to do interviews well or they have a good prep process, like, they do, they prep the guests better? Or, I mean, it's going to be very self-serving, yeah. but one of my clients, <laughs> yeah. one of my hosts, uh, yeah. Patrick O'Shaughnessy of Invest Like the Best, he does an amazing amount of prep. He does a really good job of listening to his guests and reacting and you could tell that he sometimes goes places he wasn't planning on going, but just because somebody said something and and he's doing but it. He's following up on the actual answer given instead right. of like moving and, on to the next. And the reason is, is because he's doing the whole thing with just pure curiosity. Like sure. it's not a show. It's not a stage production. Right. He is asking questions that he is curious about. And like if he met you with a microphone or not, he, he right. just if he met you with a microphone or not, right. right. These right. are the things that you want to talk to you about. Yeah. This That's really just cool. gives him a platform to, to one, it, it opens up his ability for more people to talk to him, but two, it gives him the ability to share that with a lot of people. So, yeah, I, you know, a lot of times when I'm coaching my clients, I say, forget that the microphone is there. Right. Just you're sitting down, you're having a conversation with someone who you know, respect, and trust. Ideally, they're an expert in their field. They shouldn't have to think too hard about it. They should just know and feel confident in the material because we're bringing them on to talk about what they're already an right. expert in. I heard, I heard someone explain it to like, if you, if you met someone at a party, Three hours later, that conversation's super interesting. So if you can get to that quicker, you know, through the pre-guest survey or yeah. Now, when you said a crazy amount of prep, like you don't have to share all of it, but give give me an idea. Like, what 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 do you mean by that? Like, 
I think he just he a lot of his guests come to him from suggestions by other people that he knows and trusts. So okay. already so the source is yeah the source is very important. Right. You know, reading and researching on things that they've written about or said lately or posted on social media is also good. Um, you know, just knowing and and also self preparing. So when I say don't pre-write out your questions, you know, don't have a script to follow. Right. It's also okay, though, to write down the thoughts of the things that you do want to think about and you do want to hit so that you're not in the middle of this process and thinking, oh, what was it that I was going to talk about? Oh, I can't remember. Then getting frustrated, yeah. flustered. <laughs> okay. So it's okay to have, you know, and there are people who are, who've never done interviews before. Right, right, right. And so it's okay if you want to write out five to six questions. What I don't want you to sure. do is go through them one by one like robotically just like right don't you know because you're not listening to the person right. you're not you're like that was interesting go. number two like <laughs> right that is the wrong thing to do you're having a conversation yeah. now what's good is if you you know you ask a question and then you didn't hear anything interesting right. at least you have these things to fall back on sure sure a nice safety blanket but be real right but I wonder, even if the person didn't say something super interesting, if you were like listening, like you were saying, like super curious, you'd be able to say, like, now you mentioned third grade. What else do you remember from third grade? Like, you know, right. just like totally just, out of left field, kind of like. Pull, and yet, you know, <laughs> you know? And pull, right, pull on the things that aren't typical. Your your audience will find you more interesting. Now, yeah. Speaking of which, before we jumped on, you right. were talking about people who pay to be guests and people who don't. Right. I think this is a fascinating topic. Right, right, right. You know, there's a lot of podcasters who think it's an awful idea. Podcasts are free. Why should I pay to blah? Yeah. But if you're if you've built up a big enough platform, right? Like if you have built up, right? A, you a, built it. Right. You built, you that built thing. up yeah. an audience. Yeah. You built up a platform. You built up a place for experts to be on. And you are in demand. There are a lot of people who want to be on your show. Sure. I think it's okay to say, sure. I you I'd love to have you on the show. Like there is a fee to be on. One, it helps me to eliminate the people who aren't as serious. Exactly, exactly. Because yeah, the last thing you want to do is people booking and not showing up. Right. So basic level professionalism is kind of like the like a filter or yeah. criteria. Yeah. But also, again, I, I'm giving you access to my audience. Right. And so it's so I think it's okay. It's okay to charge to be on your show. It's okay if you don't want to charge to be on your mm-hmm. show. I think the other thing though is if you if people are paying to be on your show, you have to disclose that to your audience. You right. have to be transparent. Right. Because um, you don't want to come off as a shill for whatever awfulness yeah. people are paying to be on your show. I think I think I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. There's there's like two two major objections I've been hearing. Like as we experiment, like yeah, we want to. You know, I don't think every guest should pay. Like like we're gonna mix it up, right? Just as a part of like a revenue model for a sustainable podcast or something like that. But the 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 two audiences that tend to push back is one is like people that come from journalism. And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, like journalistic integrity. I'm not breaking some story, you know, you, you know, on, on this kind of, you know, thing. And I'm not like a my shows. I'm not like a third party arbiter of something like a watchdog agency, right? Right. If you're not, I mean, there are a lot of podcasters that are considered the news that are right. considered journalists. Right. And right. yes, they probably should uphold that journalistic right. integrity and avoid it. But for a lot of us, we're not chart like. I'm asking you questions, or you're asking me questions. Another one. This is not a journalistic right, right. endeavor, right here. Yeah. We're talking about podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And if one day I've got a million people who listen, then yeah, it, and then everybody wants to be on there. It might be okay to set up that firewall to, you know, minimize the inflow of people that get to be on here. Yeah. By the way, if you're listening to this, that's not going to happen. Yeah. 
just so you know. We are, we want to invite as many people to ask right. questions and be on the show, but right. just like uh, well, and the other one was um, you know because because I have seen there are a lot of shows, not a lot, but there are some specific shows that it's clear every guest is paying to be on there, and they're just horrible shows. But my thing is like you have to some basic content guidelines for yourself. Right. Right. And once someone hurdles that, they can't just pitch just because you're paying doesn't mean you could pitch every second. We're not going to air that interview. Well, you know, kind of thing. Or if that's the platform that you want. Right. That's fine. But yeah. for the people who are paying to yeah. be on there, that yeah. show, nobody's listening to that. Right. Right. This person's success is based on the fact that you're paying them, not because they have an audience. <laughs> like, right. You know, right. it, it is important for the guests to do their research too and realize yeah. what exactly am I getting for this money? Am I getting an authentic experience to share my story or am I buying a window of opportunity to self-promote? Right. More likely than not, the self-promotion window, it's not going to be very effective for you anyway. Right, sure. And so I think you know, I think for me, as I look at the landscape, there's a, I only know of like a couple of shows that are very blatant about that you have to pay to get on their show. I'm, I'm wondering, do you think, like, I mean, do you... Is that going to be more common? I, I guess from your perspective, as par- as part of the revenue mix, right? There's, I I don't know if I would call it common. Yeah, I think it you'll. I think as more people come on, mm-hmm. more people will do it. I think as more people find that they can't get the numbers to sustain advertising, they'll find other ways to right. get revenue, and that might be one way they go about it. But to your point, I think the people that do that, there are very few of them that do it so well that they can charge people to be on and grow a really good audience right and look if you can charge people to be on your show and you can make a living and a profit and you're not concerned with your numbers power to you i am not opposed to people making money (laughs) i'm opposed to people who don't disclose that they're doing it like you know i'm opposed to not being transparent about it but if you found a way to make money and you're not hurting anyone you're not deceiving anyone you're not frauding anyone Go do it. Well, like, well, like for you as a as a connoisseur podcast, when you're listening as just like a listener, right? Yeah. Well, I listen to a lot of yeah, news. But yeah. <laughs> so do you like? I mean, would you, if if a show said like you know this guest is paid whatever, as long as the content was still good, like does that? I mean, that doesn't disqualify them as like a. No, I like, mean, if they're like you would still listen the same, right? If as they're long as providing it's good. value, yeah. then it doesn't matter what what it costs them right. to. Look, everything has a cost. Right. It costs right. you 10 minutes of your day to be here with me. Right. It costs you nothing monetarily, but these are 10 minutes sitting down with me that exactly. you don't have to talk to somebody else. Yeah. You might Best have... 10 minutes of my day right now so far. Goddamn right. <laughs> but yeah, everything has a cost. Yeah. So if somebody wants to charge, that's fine. That's not the that's not going to be the turnoff. The turnoff is going to be if because of that cost, all you get to do is all you're doing is wasting my time and self money. Right. My time is valuable to me as a listener. And so I'm gonna. I want you to, you know, use my time wisely. So, is there anything else that you see from like a hosting perspective? Like, so we talk about like being robotic in the interview questions and whatnot. Are there any any other best, like best practices you've heard of that you think like even among your clients that you think these are the shows that this is a sustainable like guest sourcing process or they have it figured out like their formula. So like referrals helps, but after a while you're gonna have to go outside of that base, right? If if you know your niche if you know your space really well you shouldn't have a problem finding guests um i like what one of my hosts does which is basically anybody who comes on the show he asks them for two suggestions of other people you should be talking that's very cool like if they're a good guest if they're a horrible guest (laughs) yeah if they're they're a horrible guest but yeah Yeah. they're a good guest like they said i'm like who are some people who you think i should be talking to and that's a great idea and it has helped him branch out into a lot of different areas that he probably never would have gone in right it has it is 
allowed him the chance to meet people who he never would have met before. Yeah. I mean, because it's it's people sharing their network outside of the. You know, okay. I, the truth is, this pod, like, if if anybody looking at it from the outside, they'd probably look at the show and be like, "Oh, this is the ultimate branding thing." Like, right. people see his name and now they want to use his services. He doesn't care about that part of it. Like, if you do, great, but sure. To him, this is a networking sure. vehicle. This is a this is open doors and allowed him to have conversations with people he never would have had before. Yeah. Because if you reach out to the top name in your space and you say, "Hey, I want to talk to you for an hour," they're gonna say, "Who are you? Yeah. What? Go no, take I don't have an hour." But if they yeah. if I call you up and I say, "I have a podcast I want you to be on," they're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that sounds like fun. I'd like to do your podcast." Yeah, it's a different ask, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. but it's the same conversation. Right. Right. That's so, that's really cool. So I would say the two things that anybody can use doesn't matter what space you're in doesn't matter one attack it with just pure curiosity and two smile <laughs> if, it's awesome. true if you don't want to be there yeah i don't want to listen yeah and if you know so if you don't want to do it anymore stop doing it yeah that's really cool but if you want to do it then you should be enjoying yourself while you're doing <laughs> that's it. cool man hey dude random random thing i learned today that i've never heard anyone talk about necessarily there was a guy manny via i think um 2000 books podcast or something he says like if if a guest um doesn't like you know he gets a guest on and they're supposed to share and stuff like that he basically says he he follows them some way somehow using a different email address but he sends the guest if you don't promote this within 48 hours we're gonna take down this episode i was like whoa, that's aggressive whoa. <laughs> like, here's the thing i i can't say that i would have the cojones to do that right 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 but I can't fault him. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's that's the way to enforce like the hey, this is our agreement. You're supposed to help me. I'm supposed to help you. Well, not even you're you know. supposed to help me, but like, we're you know we're giving you a platform. Like all we're asking you to do is yeah. give us a little love. Like I, you know, it is frustrating when you do a podcast with someone and they don't share it in any way, shape, or yeah. form. But but yeah, he took it the next level because I'm you know I'm always just trying to listen to hosting best practices. He's like, hey, listen, man. At some point, because he started to get to the point where he was, you know, he was well, getting more guess, coming in. Well, right? and I guess because he's he's talking books. Like yeah. I, I know yeah. if you yeah. do a book podcast, like every author wants to get because right, right, right. they want to self promote. Right. So if all you want is for me to promote for you, you got to help me out. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, and so he just he just adopted the criteria. I was like, yeah, that doesn't that's not one size fits all. But I thought that was a really cool best practice. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't think that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, Junhan, awesomeguest.com. Check yeah. out the website and also, if applicable, Asian American podcasters. Jun, thanks for stopping by. Hey, podcast thanks. Man. It's been a pleasure, man. Appreciate it. We are here at Podfest 2019. I am definitely interviewing. The youngest person so far for Podcast Me Anything, but I'm pretty sure the most mature person here. Tell us your name and your podcast. My name's Izzy, and I do a podcast called Reporting Live. And who is here with you today, Izzy? My dad, also my producer. Very good. So tell us, what is Reporting Live podcast all about? My podcast is about giving people real-life experiences from a kid's point of view, and I mainly focus on interviewing people with a podcast. Very good. What have you learned so far in doing this podcast? What's the like? What has been the most fun part of it and the most interesting part about doing a podcast? The most fun part has been interviewing Monica Rivera. Oh, and, I love Monica. That's awesome. And um, the most informative part is when John was speaking and I got some tips on how to make a good podcast. Excellent. So what's your question today? What's the one thing that you think you're having... Uh, the most trouble with on your podcast that we can help you with? Um, I would probably say technology, getting it out there. 
So how do you currently get your podcast out there right now? Um, my dad's trying to help me with it. <laughs> okay. When you say out there, you mean publishing it or like actually getting more people to listen? Kind of both. Okay. So are you, is your RSS feed available on Apple, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher? So she is using this weekend to start her content gathering. Ah, and I so see. reporting live should go out here in about two weeks, which will give Izzy time to gather all her data. Excellent. Okay, so have you figured out how you're going to host the podcast? So we hosted previous podcasts that we had before with Libsyn. Okay. Um, they made somewhat simple for us, um, and I already have the subscription paid. Reputable firm. So, yeah, no, great decision. They also make it pretty easy to get yourself out there. As far as how you're going to grow your podcast, do you already have an audience? Do you have people that you've been talking to? Are you collecting email addresses from friends, family, people who are here at PodFest? Yes, I have I have two pockets in my jacket, one with my business cards and other people's. I have a huge amount. My dad has half of it. And people have been just coming up to me and asking me, um, are you the girl on Facebook? <laughs> well, very good. And it looks like your dad is also doing the right thing, doing some live video, doing some other things that will help to get the word out there. I'm sure when people see you, they, won't, they will have to check out your podcast. Hopefully. Very good. Well, we've been talking to Izzy and James of Reporting Live Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much, Matthew. Just three awesome conversations there at PodFest. Just, you know, a, a whole wide range of different topics that we explored and different resources that should be, you know, useful to you to think about how you go about with your podcast journey. And something else I want to stress here about podcast me anything. And if we haven't said it before, uh, I'm going to say it now and I'm probably going to say it again. You know, how people do their podcast is very specific to what they're trying to accomplish to their specific goals, to their specific experience. That's not to say that you should copy what everybody does, but what you should pay attention to is why they do the things that they do. Because again, what they do might not work to you, but why they do it might give you some insight into what they're looking to accomplish, what they're thinking about, and then might give you some different ideas about how you take that information and make it your own, how you turn it into something that is going to make your show from good to great or from great to excellent. It's just that that little bit of nuance for, from how they do it to why they do it. And this is true anytime you take advice from other podcasters, whether you're doing this within podcasting groups, whether you attend an event and you listen to speakers, whether you're just following, you know, some of these big name podcasters on social media or listening to their show, you know, it, their experience is valuable. But I just want you to be careful not to try to copy what everybody does because what they did worked for them for different reasons than it might work or it might not work for you. So think about why they did it, how it can inspire you to do it your way and go from there. And also, if you ever hear anybody, anybody tell you, if you don't do it my way, you're stupid, turn and run. That person is not thinking about your show. They're not thinking about your journey into podcasting. They're thinking about showcasing and showing off what they did and what makes them so great. And that's not the kind of advice that you want to take. You want to take somebody who you know, when you ask a question, you want someone to have some follow-up questions to understand, well, 
for example, great, great, quick example. Somebody says, what mic should I use? Well, before you answer what mic that person should use, you should ask them a few questions. What's your budget? Where are you recording? How many people are you recording? How, you know, are you traveling with it? Are you setting up a permanent setup? You know, just telling people, well, I use this mic and it's amazing. That doesn't do them really any good. For one thing, different mics are going to work better with different people. Different budgets make a difference. Different circumstances. If you're constantly setting up and taking down your microphone, you you probably don't want a big, heavy setup. If you're traveling a lot with your microphone, you probably don't want something that's going to take up too much room. So, you know, when somebody is willing to trip over themselves to tell you how they do something or what they use and that the way they do it is the best way to do it. Make sure that person is not just thinking about their needs, but they are thinking about your needs. And hopefully we will think about all of your needs as we go through this journey of podcast me anything, you know, you will hear when somebody asks us a question, I tend to ask them a few follow-up questions first because I don't want to just give some blanket answer. There are no strict rules for podcasting. Everybody's experience is going to be different. And so make sure the advice that you get is catered to you and your needs and make sure that you're not just copying what somebody else does, but you're interpreting what they do and applying it to what's going to work best for you. That's going to be your best chance at success. Anyway, thank you so much for checking out this episode of Podcast Me Anything. If you haven't yet, we have a brand new website, podcastmeanything.com. It's the same URL as before, but we've actually built out a standalone website. And so hopefully that'll provide you with an improved experience uh, so that you can connect with us, follow the show, subscribe to the show, all that good jazz. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we are going to wish Tom Kelly, the co-host here, a speedy recovery so he can be back up and running with us later this week and we can bring you more amazing content from PodFest. Uh, coming up after this episode, I'm going to bring on Evo Terra. Evo is an incredible personality in the podcasting space. He does uh, pretty much daily content. I mean, he puts out <laughs> he puts out content, I think he says, Monday through Thursday uh, you know, about the podcasting space, really smart guy. And actually I had a chance to catch up with him about infinite dial because I was on a flight to Podfest while they were giving that result. Uh, and so it was really great to chat with Evo, get his take, uh, get his analysis and share that with you. Uh, and then, so coming back, we'll come back next week. We'll try and do the video. We'll try and do the live stream. Um, but you know, for now, thank you for bearing with us and, uh, enjoying what we have to offer this week on podcast me anything i'm matthew passy and we will see you next time 